Welcome to another edition of The Tongue with Dr. Mike. Thank you for joining us. If you're new to uh, this podcast or you're hearing about this newsletter for the first time, welcome. We are going to jump right back into this. Hang in there if you're uh, with us, if you're just joining us, like I said, it might seem a little bit overwhelming, but just hang in there. We're, we're going through a lot of things really quickly because of stuff going on in the world, uh, but we're going to go quick and we're going to go fast. So hang in there. www.thetonguespeakslife.com. If you have any questions, go there, ask your questions, send me an email. You can donate to the family there if you like. Cure International is on there. You can donate directly to them as well. Lots of information on there. The podcasts are on there. The newsletters are on there. Check it out. Uh, so here we go. We're jumping right back in. Let's start with books of the Bible. We are still staying in the Old Testament. We've done Job. We've done Psalms. We're going to go to the next book of the Old Testament, Proverbs. Uh, Psalms and Proverbs, like I've said before, if you're new to the Bible, you don't know anything, don't know where to start, Psalms and Proverbs are great books of the Bible to start. Um, Proverbs is a book of collections of wise sayings that were used in ancient Israel to teach um, God's people how to live right. So one of the main teachings of Proverbs is that all the wisdom, uh, all wisdom is um, a gift from God, and that wisdom supplies practical advice for everyday living, right? So check out Proverbs. Uh, very powerful book. If you continue reading through Proverbs, you get to the next book, which is Ecclesiastes. Uh, that that book contains uh, someone known as the teacher or the preacher, uh, and they reflect deeply on the contradictory nature of human life, uh, God's mercy and justice, on the seasonality of life, and on many other topics that continue to engage people today. So stick in the Old Testament. We are going to make that bridge from Old Testament to New Testament. I know when I had JB in here during our last session, we started to do a little bit of Daniel and Revelation. Uh, so we are going to make that that jump. So hang in there. Check those books of the Bible out. And uh, trust me, you won't be, won't be disappointed for sure. So Matthew chapter 11, verses 28, it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Then we jump to the New Testament. New Testament says, let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Right? So let's jump into, uh, we'll go back one, one more verse. Let's say, uh, Psalms 30 verse 5 weeping may tarry for the night and I say this all the time joy comes in the morning so I, I know that a lot of us are struggling in these times but I will say stay faithful always remember that you do not face troubles alone during the fast the, the past few months I know it seems like life is unbearable and circumstances are out of control and you're not where you think you would be in life at this at this junction uh, the truth is that you are right where you're meant to be at this time. The choices you've made in the past, whether good or bad, have brought you to this point in your life. Stop trying to, to figure out why and realize your feet are, are already on the correct path for your life. The hard part is noticing that you're already standing on the right, on the right path. Sometimes it seems like life has a way of getting in the way 
uh, like other of, of your otherwise normal routines that you may have been accustomed, you grow accustomed to, you might catch yourself saying nothing will change or I bet um, I will get sick from running myself too thin. Uh, I'll touch on that in a little bit, but believe me, everyone has these times when they're overwhelmed. The good news is that God never once said that he would be with you only when times are good or only when you're not alone. His word says he will never leave us or forsake us. Never. Remember that you face nothing alone in this life. So take out your pen. I have a bunch of verses I want you to research because it's all going to play a part as we continue this journey. Write these down. Check them out later. Let's start in Psalms. Let's start Psalms chapter 5, verse 12. Jump to Psalm 23, verses 3 to 4. Psalms 84, verses 11 through 12. Psalms 20, I'm sorry, Psalm 64, verses 1 through 10. Isaiah 33, verse 10. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. Isaiah chapter 39, verses 28 to 31. Back to Proverbs chapter 23, verse 29 through 35. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. That's a lot of jumping around, um, but play this back, read each verse. It's all going to come together, right? So we, we talk about the tongue, and the tongue speaks life, and, and we talk about the spoken word. And you know that what you speak determines how your life will be lived. If you don't realize that, it's, it's important to realize your words have incredible power. When we speak either good or bad, we give life to what we say. If you're saying negative things about yourself and your life, you're prophesizing your future. The Bible says that we will eat the fruit of our words. Think about that for one moment. That means we will get exactly what we say. Your job is to redirect your thinking, be transformed, and speak life into the direction you want your life to go. Never will you have a victory if you speak defeat constantly. We have the power with our words to either bless our futures or curse them. This book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. That's what this whole thing is about, right? What are you saying about your life? Are you complaining about the direction that's going? Speak life, speak victory, speak direction, and watch your sowing and reaping change. Declare boldly each morning blessings over your life. I will not doubt. I will not worry. Nothing I face will be too much for me. I will overcome every obstacle outlast every challenge, and come through this challenge better off than I was before. I will not take for granted people or opportunities that God has blessed me with. Declare God has a plan for your life. Even though you might not understand how, know that this situation is not a surprise to God. God will work out every detail to his advantage and to your advantage. God has solutions to every problem that you will face ever. Right? So the book of Peter says, chapter 1, verse 6, be uh, so be truly glad. This is wonderful joy ahead, even though the going is rough for a while down there. First Thessalonians chapter five. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Jeremiah chapter 29. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Psalms chapter 34. I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will boast all of his kindness. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. Uh, Psalms, uh, staying in Psalms. Great peace have they who love the law. Nothing can make them stumble. 
there are many, uh, many troubles surrounding us every day. Uh, and, and believe me, you're not alone. Being a Christian does not mean that you won't have troubles, only that you have a way out, right? So remember, you live under a curse in a cursed world. That's important to understand. You live under a curse in a cursed world. That is why we are told to not love this world, but transform your thinking daily to overcome it. Don't believe the lie. You are not defeated. You are not overtaken, and you are not, to over- you are not overcome. You have victory. You just need to realize you have the power to overcome. You cannot claim a victory without a battle. You cannot rise stronger if you don't face troubles. You are being perfected in every area of your life, whether you acknowledge it or not. You are a chosen group, a chosen people, a selected, adopted one of the most high God. Who would challenge you? You have to change your thinking and you have to speak different um, in a different manner. You have to determine how you're going to face yourself each your situation every day um so let's go back to a a very quick uh recap of the timeline and where we're at right so we've done uh very quickly false prophets in christ wars famines earthquakes tribulations um gospel getting spread through the world godlessness in the last days uh 200 million man army in the east uh, return of one pure language Hebrew to Israel, redevelopment of the Roman Empire, uh, appearance of the red heifer, the return of the Ethiopian Jews to Israel, the rise of Russia, the return of the Russian Jews to Israel, Gog and Magog alliance, global government, uh, the good news being preached throughout the world, increase in travel and knowledge, tribulations again, like I said, technology for the mark of the beast, instant communication around the world, if you missed any of that, stay tuned. We're going to recap it all in a little bit once we get through it all. Um, you know, a lot of people are asking me now the stuff that's going on in Russia. Is this the sign? Is this, is this, what's, is, is this it? You know, and, and I, I will, if you recall, for those of you that are old enough, when Gorbachev was over there and they were calling Gorbachev the Antichrist and he had the mark on his head, that stain on his head or whatever he had, and they were calling him, that was the mark. Just hang in there, okay? This, uh, this will bring us to our next bullet point, which is the rebuilding of the temple, the restoration of temple worship and sacrifices in Jerusalem, right? So this will be uh, a topic we go on for a little bit, uh, w- which will include like a little bit of a blueprint on, on what's, what to, uh, what's to come and what to expect, right? So uh, you look at what's been predicted, you look at what's come true, and, and you draw your own conclusion, right? Is it coincidence? Is stuff written thousands of years ago? Do they have an idea what's going on? What's going on around me right now? I identified a few on the list, but there's more signs that point to what's written in the Bible, right? And then I'll remind you that Luke chapter 10, 21 says, when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your heads for your redemption draws nigh. Right, so where are we at? So what do I mean by the uh, restoration of Um, the rebuilding of the temple and restoration of the temple worship animal sacrifices in jerusalem Uh, so here we go right so revelation chapter 11 says leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it for has been given to the nations and they will tread underfoot the holy city for 42 months Uh, this is talking about um definitely way deep in into this entire process um and we're go, well, let's jump back to Daniel, right? Daniel, Daniel 9, which is a very powerful chapter, says, 
Uh, he will make a firm covenant with many nations for one week, speaking of Antichrist, but in the middle of that week he will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offerings, and on the wing will come one who makes desolation, even until a complete destruction, one that is decreed, is poured out, and one who makes desolate. Then after 62 weeks the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing, and the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Okay, what does all that mean? So... Some archaeologists believe that the Temple Mount is actually 340, 350 feet south of the actual Dome of the Rock site, putting the Dome of the Rock within the court of the Gentiles. This may be the court outside uh, the temple that is left out, right? So there are many groups already working on preparation for this new temple. The blueprints are already done. The temple garments have already been made, and there's already been attempts to lay the cornerstone of that temple. The one thing standing in the way of the construction of that new temple is Islam's third holiest site, the Dome of the Rock, and the government's support of such an undertaking, right? So some possible scenarios for the rebuilding of the temple are uh, could be seen as follows, right? The persuasion and performing of miracles by Antichrist and false prophet convinces the Islamic world to approve the rebuilding. The United Nations will negotiate the rebuilding of the temple following a war with the armies from the north, uh, which is, if, if you recall, Russia and the Islamic forces. This assumes that the war with the armies from the north is not the Battle of Armageddon, as some feel uh, that this, this attack comes uh, either before the, the rapture or tribulation period begins. So the supernatural natural destruction of the Russian army and the Islamic forces will cause the outpouring of Christian worship and zeal among the Jewish people who will reconstruct the temple. So... What does all this mean? If you have no idea what I'm talking about, we are going step by step through what is predicted, um, steps leading up to tribulation, rapture, uh, end time stuff, right? So if any of this is confusing or if I'm going too fast, we're moving at a fast pace, just send me an email, get onto the site, send me an email. I'll, I'll break down anything that you want or any question that you have, right? So it's determined that the site of the first two temples is actually south of the Dome of the Rock and the court of Gentiles uh, will be left out of the third temple, right? There's already a group in Israel called the Temple Mount Faithful, which has obtained all the clothing, the instruments, and the other equipment required for temple worship and are actively preparing for the laying of the third temple's cornerstone, right? Now remember, when I spoke about this initially, this was over a decade ago. So a decade ago, uh, this was being prepared. The garments were being prepared. Uh, the cornerstone foundation was being prepared. So where are we now? Hang in there. Check it out for yourself. We are going to flash way forward uh, after we get through this complete older timeline, uh, like I said before. So like I said, keep giving me your questions because there's no stupid questions and there's no... Um, there's nothing that we're not going to touch upon, so reach out to me, right? So th this this podcast is an effort to strengthen and build up others as they listen to it, uh, whether it's spreading information or simply knowing God's unending love towards all. I pray that it's received in good faith. Um, I also, you know, dedicate the to increasing the amount of people that get to hear it. Uh, if you want to add anybody to email list or anything like that, reach out to me. Um, even if it's something simple, like we're, we want to go over uh, other books of the Bible, um, books of the Bible, that, that's an easy one. We can get into that. That That's a lot of fun, actually. So 
um, you know, as we wind this up, and I'm going to welcome JB in here very shortly, um, and, and you think about your prayer life, you, you pray for your normal things, your strength, your power, your family healing, your guidance in times of trouble. Uh, pray for something specific this month. Get Pick something specific. Pray for it and, and see what what happens, right? Uh you know, you know, it's a famous quote. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. Truly, this is amazing grace. Remember, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. It only takes one second to be saved. Christ stands at the door and knocks. Once you accept Christ, your hand is written on the palm of God's hand. And like we said before, nobody can remove that. Your Father loves you. Speak the word. Believe that you can do all things through Christ. So let's bow our heads. Father God, you are above all things. You are the Ancient of Days, our great healer and provider. And at your command, everything must obey. You are the great I am, not the once was or the one day will be. Your word says you sent Jesus to give life and life abundant. Bless the listeners of this podcast. Touch every area of their lives. Infiltrate their bodies and do divine surgery on them. May they feel your presence more than ever before in these times ahead. Heal the brokenhearted. Encourage those who struggle. Guide us along your plan for our lives. Help us all to realize that we bless others at times when we do not even know. I pray these people see you and all the children that represent light to this world. Thank you for loving us so much that you did not remember our sins once you forgive them. You never turn your back on us even when we deserve it. Teach us that we are never alone even when we think we are. And others will be attracted to our rising because your word says you will never leave us or forsake us. In Christ's name, amen. All right, as we finish up here, I know that was kind of lightning fast and I didn't break down uh, a lot of the temple uh, information there, but uh, the rebuilding of the temple is something we're going to talk about uh, when we get to the other timeline and when we get to the update on where we're at now. So it's important that you have an idea of what we're talking about. So keep listening, keep the questions coming in, keep the comments coming in. Thank you. Go remember the tonguespeakslife.com. Go there, uh, check out all the podcasts you haven't. Uh, listen to or listen to them again make sure you check out those verses that i told you check each one read each one take your time spend time in it check out cure international thank you again and i'm going to welcome jb in now thank you Welcome back to another edition of The Tongue with Dr. Mike, and joining me again is uh, my co-host, JB. Welcome, JB. All right. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Hey, everybody. Awesome. I'm glad you're back, man. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Cool. We're going to continue on with uh, a couple things that people have been asking about, and this this could be a not a touchy subject, but I, I think it's on a lot of people's minds um, because I've heard discussion, and I was I thought one way about it for sure for a long time, and... Uh, well, let's get into it. So, 
Uh, what does the Bible say, and how do you feel about Christians that pierce themselves or have tattoos? Now, I'm asking you because <laughs> both of us have tattoos, and I, I, I have my ears pierced. So um, what does the Bible say about it? We'll get to that, but let's hear what yeah. your, what your uh, thoughts are. Well, that's a, I think that's a really good question, and it's a hot topic. Hot topic, it's, for uh, sure. I'm sure it's very controversial, and I'm sure there's many debates going on about this online. Um, well, as you can probably see, I mean, because I have a lot of tattoos. Um, well, they can't see. Well, well, I was referring to you, Doctor <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the listeners yeah. can't. The listeners can't see, but yes, I do have a lot of tattoos. Um, yes, I mean the Old Testament. A, I think it's mainly the Old Testament that mainly. addresses it. Yeah, we're, we're getting to it. It talks about the cutting of flesh and uh, piercing and all that. Right. Um, now, the the one of the debates about this that I tend to fall into uh, this this crowd. Well, let me let me read that to you real quick. Okay. That's in Leviticus. Right? It says, "You shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourselves." Okay, so that's one of them in in the Old Testament. But go ahead. Oh well. Um, so, the thing is, uh, and I believe this is, correct me if I'm wrong, this is from the New Testament, where it says, they will know you are Christians by your love. Yes. Correct? Yes. Um, the thing is, is that in in the, the Jewish culture of the Old Testament, well, Christ wasn't around yet. So, the, the way that the Jews basically... Uh, separated themselves from everyone else, the pagans and the godless and uh, and uh, those who worshipped other gods, uh, was by eating a certain way, eating clean, and not having tattoos and not getting piercings. Uh, so it was like a sign like uh, that when you've seen these people, they they set themselves apart, they were different. Now... With the advent of Christ, him dying on the cross, we have something else for people uh, to see that sets us apart. Uh, interesting story, this one guy I work with, um, he reached out to me, and you know, I'll tell you, you kind of can tell who the believers are, of Christ are. Mm -hmm. He was, I was kind of like, I kind of like shell up when I meet new people. Okay. And I, I'm just not, you know, I'm very cautious. And he, he reached out like very friendly right away. He was offering things like when he'd bring snacks in. Very nice. And, and you know what? We're, we're on a, ta a, day, a regular talking basis now. And uh, he talked to me about my mom, always asking me like with what she was, what was, what was going on with her. And uh, I finally asked him one day, I said, you're you're a man of faith, aren't you? And he goes, "Yes, sir." And I said, "I could tell." And uh, it, it just made me think of that scripture. It made me think of that old hymn. You can tell they are Christians by their love. Right. So it's true. We we are set apart, and it's and it's by our character, and it's by how we conduct ourselves. What would you say to somebody that says, "How can you be a Christian? Look at your you have you have tattoos on your arm." Yeah. What do you say to them? I know what I say to him. <laughs> I, I don't know because I haven't been asked that in a very long time. Really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I grew up 
thinking and being taught, you know, same thing. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do, you know, at a, at a younger age, when I went away to school, um, I had two very close people to me pass away. And we did, you know, when I pierced my ear the first time, my, my one ear, it was, uh, you know, sort of special for us as a group because this group of people became so close. Uh, first of all, we were away from everybody for our first time. We're on our own, away at school for the first time, right? So now when someone that you are hanging out with and, and becomes so close to you, like closer than a brother or closer than a family member, and then all of a sudden you're with them one night and the morning of the next day you plan to hang out with everybody and you call over there and find out they're gone. Um, it, we went through a very, I can't explain that to anybody because that's my journey, right? So yeah. we all pierced our one ear so that um, we would always, every time we looked in the mirror, we, we remembered that person. Yeah, it was right? like a tribute. Right. So not like a, you know, uh, like honoring, I don't want to say honoring, but not doing it uh, as a, a religious thing in any way other than when I look in the mirror, I see that earring. I don't care what other people see. I don't care if society says you're this way or that way. Uh, it was done so that I, I, oh yeah, I remember this person and that time in my life, right? So the second one was a situation extremely similar. And uh, so, you know, it wasn't a fashion statement and it wasn't a, a, I'm reaching out against my parents and I'm rebelling in any way, or, you know. <laughs> Uh, although my parents, you know, <laughs> I know my father was, it took some, <laughs> took some getting used to, um, you know, but that my whole life, that was my, you know, something I chose to do. Um, but did I care what people thought about it? Did I do other people? Do I walk into church and feel everyone staring at me? I did. You know what I mean? Um, how do I feel about it now? I, I, you know, I, I don't care what other people think. I never will care what other people think. Yeah. You know. Well, see, I grew up in a household where tattoos were very taboo also. Right. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, taught as a very young kid, you know, young child, you know, tattoos are, are bad. You don't get them. But I was told probably quite a few times, you know, in my younger years that I was always a rebel without a cause. Uh -huh. And I, I, I loved tattoos ever since I was a young teenager. I just I I had it in my mind I wanted to get one, and my first tattoo I got when I was nineteen, and it was really taboo in my house. My my dad was not happy about it, and I think it, I think it took me like, uh, it wasn't until my third or fourth tattoo that my dad stopped saying another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what though, like going back to like what you were saying, like being worried about what people think. Okay, there's. There's a whole different mentality and mindset of people nowadays. Yeah. You know, back in the day, when you got a tattoo, it's most likely because you didn't give a crap what people thought. Yeah. There was like a vibe of like, I don't want to, I don't want to swear on the show, but like it was bad blank. Yeah. And that, and, and like you were a rebel because most of the people, because, because years ago when you got a tattoo, it wasn't the norm. Uh, a lot of people didn't get tattoos. It wasn't until recent years where now it seems like everybody gets them. And people, they they have this mindset of, like, oh, I want to be accepted. But no, like, 
that's why years ago when you got all this stuff is because you wanted people to stare at you. You wanted to stand out. You wanted the reaction. And now I don't, it's kind of lost. So like yeah. now, like if, if you're looking to get a tattoo for that reason, just save your money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, back in, you know, in Old Testament times, you know, uh, when, when, when people passed away and they were, they were dying, um, you know, they, they had more of religious rituals where they would cut themselves or they would burn themselves. Um, and, and that's has, you know, obviously changed from, right, from that the, time to here. The worshipers of Baal, they did that kind of For stuff. For sure, yeah, that sacrificed children, uh, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Um, some people look at it like as, uh, yeah, I think when I got it, I, you know, I'm over 40 when I get my first tattoo, correct? So, uh, I, you know, all the thoughts I had leading up into that point and what made me finally do it, I'm part of my journey, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, do I do I worry about standing in front of God one day and, and you know, say, "Well, I'm not letting you in because you have this tattooed on your arm," or is He going to judge my heart? You know what I mean. So that's the debates that we go through. You know, and I talk to people about. Um, so I find it interesting because a lot of people come to me and they say, "Well, how can you believe in God? You've got this printed on your arm. You've got your ears pierced." You know, what kind of hypocrite are you? You know, so I wanted to hear your idea and your take on... Well, and oddly enough, most of my tattoos are religious. Yeah, I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if you ever read what the, the tattoo is on, on the outside of my right forearm. No, what's that say? It says, every saint has a past, every sinner has a future. Right. Right, yeah, powerful words. Somebody, right. uh, years ago, I saw that in a, a signature of someone's email... Yeah. I liked it so much, I said, I'm getting that tattooed yeah, on me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the argument most people will say to me is, you know, your body is in a temple, uh, and, you know, not to do anything. Um, you know, you should honor God with your body, you know, and, and there's an argument for that. And and I don't take anything away from people that say that to me. Um, you know, maybe they're right. Yeah, maybe they're right. Yeah, yeah. you know I, what I'm I mean? Not gonna, I'm not going to stand here or sit here and say that uh, you should go out and get one, because I don't know. Right. Um, I really don't. Uh, if if I was starting over now at at the age I am now, I probably wouldn't get one. But you know, I was young and dumb, and I I went out and I I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I got tattoos, but I don't. I'm not going to say one way or the other if it's right or not. Yeah, right. Rightly so. Um, yeah, you know, a, a lot more was put on, you know, old old. Old Testament way of thinking and New Testament way of thinking. I, I mean, just like we said before, you know, you have the Ten Commandments and then Jesus comes on the scene and says, you know, just if you're thinking about that act, you're guilty of the same thing. You know what I mean? So uh, are the Ten Commandments your guideline for how to get to heaven? No. Right? A guideline of how to live your life, sure. Um, but Jesus himself proved that you can't you can't keep the tank. It's impossible. We're human. You know, we have a sin nature. We're going to, we're, you know. Um, but that's why I feel, you know, God looks at your heart and he, he's judging your heart and, and not ex maybe something that's written on my arm, you know. Right. So it's the same way with, with piercings. I mean, did, did I pierce my nose and did I pierce, you know, my eyelid? 
if you did that, good for you. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and you can't, you can't, you know, you can't create your own boundaries in, in regards to piercing. Like, you can't say it's okay to pierce your ears, but it's not okay to pierce your nose or your eyebrow. Right. I mean, what's the difference? Right. You know, in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, it's still all piercings. <laughs> right. I mean, did I pierce this? Uh, you know, for, for the dead. I, I I didn't do it for the dead because I'm worshiping. You know, or I'm so distraught. I did it as a remembrance. Right. Um, and, and that's you know, my, like I said, my my issue. And um, will I tell people not to get it? Sure, I'll tell you not. Don't do it. And right? and and I and I do believe that intentions and motives mean everything to God. You know, it's you know, if it's like when. Uh, when you say, oh, well, his intentions were good, you know, he, he messed things up, but, you know, he, he meant his heart was in the right place. And God knows, God being the, you know, the all-knowing person that he is, he knows what your motives are. You can't lie to him. You can't try to weasel your way out of his court. Um, he's going to know what your intentions were and, and what your motives were. And like Dr. Mike, like you were saying, um, you know, Every time I went to the tattoo shop, it wasn't because like, well, this is in honor of this God, you know, I'm getting this tattoo. Like I wasn't like getting some kind of weird, like bail tattoo yeah, and, right, right. and it's like a ritual or something yeah. that would be an act of worship towards another God. Right. Uh, we're, you know, I'm going to be completely honest with everybody here listening that I got tattoos because I thought they were cool. Yeah. And that's basically where it ended. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, there, there's no clear definition, um, I, I, I mean, you can interpret this one way or the other, you know, and they'll be open to debate a hundred different ways. Um, I mean, you should honor God in everything that you do. And if that for you is, you know, not doing it, then don't do it. Right. I mean, it, whatever you do, you can't you can't do it and, and worry about what the person sitting next to you is going to think about you for doing it. Right. I agree. I think you should follow your convictions. You're on your own path. Yes, and if you feel that if you personally feel that it's not the right thing to do, then definitely don't do it. And, you know, don't let anyone pressure you into it either. I mean, right. and it's you know, But also so don't silly. look down on somebody for for making that decision. I mean, it's weird. I only have one tattoo, but I've been looked at differently from a lot of people, right? which I thought was was kind of eye-opening. Yeah. You know. And you know what I what I really hate is when somebody says statements like oh wow look at you wasting all your money on this or wasting all your money on on that you know but because the thing is is we all have we all have hobbies and we all have things we enjoy you know that could be their thing and they could say the same thing about you you know maybe you spend a lot of money on baseball cards or collector's items and they could turn around and say wow why do you spend all your money on that what a waste yeah (laughs) you know that's because it doesn't make sense to them exactly but you know, it makes sense to you, so you do what you want. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I just thought it was weird that a lot of people, I, I mean, they would ask me, like, this is recent for me, you know what I mean? And it's something that w- was done. It was um, it was uh, a family thing, because it's not just me that has the same thing. It's parts of my family that have the same thing at the same place. Um, do I look at my, my arm and, and think of them? Yeah. You know, is it does it mean something special for me? Yeah, you know, um, but you know what? The the person that looks down on me, you're not going to stand with me when God's questioning me. You're not going to be. I'm not going to be like, well, you take it from here, and you defend me, or you you know 
they're not going to say, hey, God's not going to say, well, he told you, you know, why did you do that? Naughty, naughty, naughty. You know, it's going to be my answer and my my decision uh, and my my issue. Um, I'm not. The point is, no one's standing alone with you in front of God. Just yeah. you. Doesn't matter what your friends say. It doesn't matter what you know these so-called experts say. You're on your own journey. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And that's you know, and it goes back to what we we're talking about before. You know, you can you can you know look and search and hunt for you know, the preacher that's talking about the, the things that you believe in and what you want to hear, but that's not going to do you any good. If they're, if they're preaching stuff that's not biblical and they're doing their own thing and you're there in their pews because you just want to, you're happy with what they're saying. Well, I mean, that's, that's on you, but that's a big mistake. Right. And there's other books of the Bible too, to draw from like Deuteronomy is one of them, you know, and that one says you're children of the Lord. Uh, you shouldn't cut yourselves or make baldness between your eyes for the dead. So that must have been a big thing back then. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. You know, you know. I'm going I'm to go back to it again, though. I'm, I'm going to say, look, I said, you know, because I, I heard you mention before about some people looking down on you. Yeah. I didn't care. I mean, again, I got, I started getting tattoos at 19. Right. And the, it was the whole, like, bad A thing. You know what I mean? Like I I wanted yeah, yeah. to stand out. I I wanted people to look at me differently, and that's why I got it. And I I, I had that old school mindset, where I think uh, now, it's like everybody's like, oh uh, oh. There was this one. There was this one Facebook page. I had. I think I unliked it a long time ago. <laughs> it was called Tattoo Acceptance in the Workplace. Oh jeez. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I, I can't I can't be a part of your group because you guys are acting like you were born with these tattoos. Yeah, not a choice. You chose to get it, you know. Yeah. It, and, and this is a this is sort of for a whole different discussion. But if think, be smart, make wise choices. Don't get tattoos on your face. Don't get tattoos <laughs> on your hand, because I always say you never know where you're going to be in five years. And yes, you can get doors closed in your face. And you might never know why, because they can't legally tell you it's because of your tattoos. Right. Or maybe they can. But um, I told I told this one guy years ago that uh, I was working with, uh, he got a tattoo on his neck, and it was a nice tattoo. Um, but I told him, I said, you, shouldn't, you really shouldn't do that. Um, and he said, well, why? They, they, can't, they can't turn me down for employment because of that. I said, well, they're not, they're not going to come out and tell you. All they gotta say is we're we're not there's no openings right now. Yeah. And then the next day they can hire somebody else. And then they can say, Well, there was an opening now. <laughs> right, right. You know, and I I can't I can't fault the companies for this because, you know, if you go into a place, you don't you have you want there to be a certain kind of representation of your company. Right. And like I said, that's a whole nother topic, but um because I went on a little bit of a rant there. That's okay. But just be wise. Make wise choices. <laughs> well, even uh, New Testament, Romans chapter 14 says, you know, for, for the one, uh, as for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. Right? So I, I, I believe, like, you know, um, it, it teaches you that, that you're not supposed to judge over things that are, that are not, not important. Um, don't dispute. That's just like saying, okay, you know, we're going to quarrel uh, and I'm going to turn you off to God because uh, I believe that you're not, you shouldn't eat meat, right? 
and oh, you just uh, I just eat vegetables, and that's what you should do. And because you eat meat, you're 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 going to hell. You know what I mean? Or God's not going to love you because you're eating meat. You know what I mean? You're 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 arguing over something ridiculous, right? Uh, that that makes no no sense, no matter. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, eating vegetables is, is healthier, you know. But I need meat. That's the way it is. I don't. I don't really know. I don't know if that's true or not. Is it? Is it healthier to eat vegetables versus meat? Uh, maybe. I mean, I see healthy rabbits, <laughs> and, and, you know. So I, I don't know. But uh, I know is, you can't live on rabbits alone. Yeah. Did you, yeah. did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was watching this show one time, and they said that if you ate if you ate nothing but rabbits in the wild, you would die. Why? Because they're so lean, they have uh, such they little fat, fat, fat that yeah. you would you would die. Your body needs so much fat. Well, I will last for a while. Just, eat, <laughs> just eating some rabbits, I'll be okay. <laughs> I think I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, meat meat's good for you. That is, I think there's a lot of fake news about meat. Yeah. Like, oh, don't eat meat, eat vegetables. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, don't put a stumbling block in front of another. And, and if that's your stumbling block, you know, it's time to, you build each other up. You don't, you don't cause people to fall. So, and there's no reason to create problems. Right. So that, that aren't necessary. Right. So if you're friends with a vegetarian, great for them. You know, encourage them to live their best life being a vegetarian. You know, it's like, we'll, we'll talk about this in future episodes, I'm sure. But it's like stuff like what we were talking about uh, earlier about like debates on when the, the tribulation will take, uh, not the, when the rapture will take place. Right. And it's like, you know, you could, you could spend so much time fighting with people online about this, but we got bigger problems right now. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so the bottom line is, you know, you're supposed to do everything that honors God. Is it right for you to get a tattoo? Is it right for you to pierce yourself? Uh, Old Testament tells you, you know, not to do that for the dead. Um, it is, is it right for you? I mean, that's your journey and that's your decision with your, you know, your your religion and, and your uh comfort with not comfort but your decision with your god you know what i mean and it's not to the point where like a scientologist will be like okay i don't want to i don't believe you know the bible tells me i can't do this well now i can do that because i just created a religion that says that's okay (laughs) you know now interestingly enough does it does the new testament address anything to do with that at all like i uh, piercings or cutting of the flesh tattooing it does when when it talks about uh, you know like Jesus clearing the temple and, and you know making his, you can make the, you can make the argument of of you know when he clears the temple and you know it says my 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 temple is supposed to be for a house of worship and then it says you know your your body's a temple so there's there's a whole okay. there, there's no easy answer for that right right <laughs> you know just curious because yeah. I know and, it's I know it's literally in black and white in the old testament i just wasn't sure about the new testament and like i said the old testament was you're doing that for the dead and and it dealt a lot with ritualistic uh you know cult activity yeah you know uh which is not well i mean you know not not that's not how i got mine Uh, right you know maybe there are people out there that do that for that reason but some people just like the self-pain. They're getting tattoos not too fun. Well, because for some people, we, you also have to keep in mind, and I know we touched on this earlier uh, with the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments are what the, the Jews had right. uh, back then, and uh, Jesus gave us the Eleventh Commandment, 
which is to love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm. And that commandment hangs on all the others. For if you follow that commandment, you'll follow all of them. And um, that's the difference, I think, because loving our neighbors as we love ourselves, that, that's what really sets us apart from everybody, from all the noise, so to speak. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and it's, you know, I, there, there's one way. You're following the Ten Commandments and, and you're, you know, the Bible says your righteousness is like, like rags, right? You can't earn your way into heaven. Right, if if you could earn your way into heaven, Christ never would have had to come and die on on a cross for you, right? So he did that. The uh, the the hard part's over, right? You just accepting that uh, that's the easy part. You know, there's not there's nothing you have to do to earn your way in because you know Christ's blood went when we sin, and that blood covers you, and you are atoned for your sin. When God looks at you, He sees Christ, right? So is there some, some New Testament scripture? I'll research that for you. I don't know off the top of my head, but I will, I'll research that for our next episode yeah. and uh, how it talks to it. It's a sensitive topic for a lot of people because there's a lot of judgmental people that look at they look down upon stuff they don't know, really. And it's, right? it's kind of ironic, too, when you think about it, because when, when you think about what it means to be a Christian, you're basically admitting that you're not perfect that you're a sinner right um to say that you're uh, to say that you're a christian is actually a humbling um proclamation very humbling yes. i mean if because if you were perfect you would say well i don't i don't follow that i don't think i'm a sinner there's nothing wrong with me but when you say when you proclaim that you're a christian that means that you've made the admission that you're a sinner and that you need a savior right good point very good point. Well, that was, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was, we went a little bit around the topic, but I mean, this is going to be... How are we be, doing on that topic? Yeah, it's, it's a good topic. <laughs> you know, it, it's a good thing uh, because, you know, it's something I never would have addressed before, even after my ears were pierced and people, I've heard it all. Yeah. Right? I've heard it all. I just, I've, I, you know, it's funny you bring this up because I haven't been asked about it. And I think it's because, at least I haven't been asked about it in recent times, and I think it's because I think people are just more open to it now. They're so, I want to say, maybe not necessarily open to it, but used to it. Yeah. Because it's so prevalent. Yeah, yeah. That it's not as like, oh my gosh, he has tattoos. Yeah. You rarely get that reaction anymore. Usually because there's was, so many people with tattoos. It was, look at this, the, the rock star with all the tattoos. Uh -huh. what, what a, you know, look it at kinda it. It kind of lost its um, luster. I don't yeah. know. Like if I was growing up now... I don't even know if I'd want to get a tattoo. It's more, it's more commonplace to see it. It's, it's so not common that taboo now. Anymore. I got it. You know, I got it for the reasons that that people complain about now. People are like, "Oh, they, they, I don't like the way they look at me." What are you talking about? You don't like the way they're looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Like, why did you get that then? Yeah, why look at you more? I don't like they're not. I don't like the way they're looking at me. My my hair is all weird looking, but like. That's why people did that back then, because right. they wanted to be rebels. They wanted to stand out. And now it's just like, I don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah. It's <laughs> different for everybody. That's for sure. But, yeah, good topic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll touch it again. Keep writing uh, writing in. So what conclusion did we come to? We Basically, we don't know. We come to, uh, <laughs> you know, it says the old... There are interpretations of this 
and it goes back and forth, and we could sit here and I know and, and say you know, the the Old Testament says this, and interpret it as this, and and you know, but am am I gonna tell you definitively? You know, if that's gonna cause you to stumble, absolutely not. Yeah, unfortunately, so, we can't do that. We can't we can't make those statements. So we it, just don't know. There's so much interpretation on, and, and who's to say that your interpretation is 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 the wrong one, and and mine is correct. Right. This is a topic yeah. that it, it, it literally in the grand scheme of judging your heart doesn't mean, uh, you know, if, if you're standing at the pearly gates and, and you're denied entry because of, you know, a tattoo written something on your arm. I'm going to say, you know, with my own with my speculation, I don't think that's going to prevent someone from getting into the gates of heaven. I don't either. And I, I think I we think got God judges your heart. Yeah. So if that's our conclusion, that's our conclusion. All right. All that's right. a good way to end it. <laughs> All right. Thanks and, for coming and, and in. And if man. anyone has any questions that's listening yeah, in, feel free to write send in. Send them in sure. and we'll we'll address your questions. We'll announce if you if you want your name added into the show, we'll announce you and your question. For sure. Until next time, take it easy, take care of each other. Thank you, JB. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.